here and alongside me as always is Mr. Harry Benjamin. How are you, sir? Hello, Tim. Very well, thank you. Um, end of another podcast series, beginning of another. We're ploughing through them. We are indeed. And we're in the middle of our usual mid-season break on the show where we have a little pause uh, before launching the next season. And it gives us a chance to look back over what's been. Over the past 10 weeks, we've had the likes of Indy 500 winner Alexander Rossi, who joined us from his car in Indianapolis. Grace Webb from Grace's Amazing Machines on the C- on CBBS. Jake Paul, the Formula One designer. Gunter Steiner from the Hass F1 team, Gerhard Berger, no no explanation required, the F1 legend, Alex Lynn, the British racing star, Jaime Alguasuari, the uh, former Toroso F1 driver turned radio, well, music DJ, I guess is how you describe him, um, but he's making his comeback in racing in the next few weeks, Mario Andretti, the former Formula One world champion and IndyCar champion, and of course, Mr. Jake Humphrey. That's right. And we've peppered in a few extras as well with our Drive to Survive review show. Uh, We've also got the Brain Tumor Charity specials we've recorded with Richard Jones from Williams and My Story. Uh, But the eagle-eyed out there will notice we've not mentioned Emma Kimmelainen. We've left her until last as we have a little exclusive to announce right here. The formal press announcement will come soon. But we wanted to let our podcast listeners know first that she will be the first ever Motormouth official athlete. Emma has partnered with us to provide exclusive Motormouth uh, behind-the-scenes content from her assault on the W Series crown this year. Massively exciting and loads more to come with her. So excited to be teaming up with her. Yeah, that should um, be good fun. And, and it's going to be interesting to see her because she, she's promised. She's, she shoots from the hip, doesn't she? Like, she's quite a sort straight of... Straight talker. Straight talking Finn. And she's promised us that no matter whether she wins or she crashes out on the first corner, she's going to be talking to us. So we're going to have some really fun content coming through from her. Yeah, it's going to be a real, really raw stuff, actually, because you don't often see the last thing you want to do, actually, is talk to a driver after we crashed out. But it will be interesting to see what she says when she's not being actually chatted to by a journalist. Yeah. She's just giving her unfiltered thoughts. So can't wait for that one. But Tim, let's put you on the spot. Oh, God. What have been your highlights or favourite guests, if you're allowed to say that, over the last... God, has it been 10 weeks? It's been 10 weeks. I mean... I- I do have some favourites. Um, mm. We we could rate them like, you know, they're not going to listen to this, are they? Uh, we could literally rate them from from That's worst a, to best. Because I'm really bad at remembering who we've had because we've done so many. It all merged into one for me. Well, my favourite is still Gunter Steiner. I mean, we've talked about this oh, yeah. a bit. I, I just thought he was such good fun. Such a nice bloke. He showed real interest in us and he was very honest and open. He's exactly how you expect him to be. He's just a really, really nice guy. Alex Rossi, I think, was... was was a good one because I've become a really big fan of IndyCar and the Indy 500 and speaking to an Indy 500 winner like him. But then you've yeah, got Mario Andretti, you know, an absolute legend. That was a surreal experience interviewing one of the greats of motorsport, a real, real legend. And, and Jake Humphrey, I mean, you know, getting his pearls of wisdom. It was like having a bit of a therapy session in the end. Um, so, <laughs> so, so many highlights. Who was crap? Did we have any bad ones? Get, no, you no, can't get, say get, that. Get, Gerhard Berger was brilliant because he was unexpected. I wasn't expecting him to be so He funny. was a talker, a bri- as was Mario Andretti, actually. Yeah. They were big talkers. They could have gone on for hours. We yeah. had to sort of cut them off. Yeah. No, I don't, there were no bad ones. No. There, there really I weren't. Th- I think for me, it was probably, I don't know, I've, I, I made it a point. I love an underdog. I've always been a fan of an underdog. We all know my obsession with Paul DeResta. Yes. Um, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed chatting to Jaime Algashwari because I just thought his story, and he was one of, 
But everyone's got this like amazing first memory of their Formula One, um, have their first ever F1 race they wa- they watch. Mine's not that amazing, but it involves Jaime Alguersuari. <laughs> and I just thought the fact that oh, I finally met the guy and he had such a, an interesting story to tell, you know, being being thrown out of Formula One when he was on the way up, he was good. He wasn't thrown out because yeah. he was bad. He was a good driver. And so seeing him bounce back and hearing his reflection on it was really, really nice. So um, I hope he has a, an awesome comeback as well but I had to say Alguishwari's up there but I, I can't I can't rate the legends it's just too difficult no no it's could, so so Jaime was your absolute favourite yeah that was one I was was most excited for funnily enough people probably going oh my god are you serious Harry but it was because yeah it was brilliant talking to Marion Jesse Gerhard Berger absolute icons and legends unbelievably good Jake Humphrey was also quite nice to, it was just like a private TED talk yeah it was wasn't it but who, yeah. what about okay I'm going to put you on the spot massively here. Who's been your favourite ever? Oh, I can't remember who we've had. Quick, um, <laughs> I can't say the ones that we've already recorded and have in the bag, can I? Um, because hey, then we all well, know. You, you what... can. I mean, I think people know what's coming anyway. You can say, uh, well, yeah, it's pretty obvious who your favourite is, actually. Well, I mean, out of all the series we've done so far, I have to say, I, I mean, I thoroughly enjoyed our, our Eddie Jordan chat. Oh, yeah. Even though I was struck down with, Oh, it was the beginnings of COVID for me. That's right. But um, it, it was a really, you a were really a sweaty fun mess. chat. You, you looked, I, I was concerned for you that day. You looked like you were dying. Yeah, I felt like it. I was plowing through though, a commitment to the craft. Mm. Um, but I have to say, I'm, I'm scrolling through um, <laughs> all of our guests right now. But I mean, and actually Kelvin Fletcher way back when was a fun one because yeah. he was probably one of our first big interviews and, and he was such a nice guy. But I would say that obviously one the one we have in the bag ready for yeah. our debut, I suppose, for, for season seven has got to be... Um, Paul DeResta because that was just the dream come true. <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to say Paul DeResta I thought you were going to say Nico Rosberg no, oh no oh yeah who cares about 2016 F1 world champion it's yeah. all about PDR. the 2013 Force India Formula 1 driver oh dear yeah no I, I'm uh, I, it was a good one uh, Paul DeResta was a, was a top bloke I don't know who my favourite is over the over the whole series I still think Gunter Stein is up there he's definitely one of my favourites yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose you've got to say the likes of you know, Weber Coulthard Nico Rosberg which is coming out Johnny Herbert where we went to the Silverstone Experience Museum that was that was loads of fun and got a little tour and he yeah. brought in some memorabilia as well yeah good times good times we also though have to mention uh, our sponsor for the last season season six which was grid rival um it's been amazing to have them on board and thanks so much to ross their ceo and founder for joining us i cannot explain to you how important it is to us to have partners like that it without them we simply couldn't continue doing what we do so a massive thank you to them um but we say goodbye to them we only have them for a season and we welcome in a brand new sponsor for season seven um f1 experiences who provide amazing vip um luxury hospitality um experiences at formula one racetracks around the world i've actually been to one of their um they've got this thing called the champions club suite and i went to one in japan and it was amazing um your great food they bring drivers up and all that sort of stuff and we've got loads of exciting plans with them so they'll be across the first five episodes of um season seven but we're plotting something with them which is quite exciting around the silverstone grand prix so i won't give too much away because it's not definitely happening yet but um potentially doing something very exciting with them 
Indeed. Uh, but let's look ahead then to season seven. If it's possible, it looks like season seven is going to be even bigger because yes. we've got a hell of a start. We do have a hell of a start and control yourself, Harry Benjamin, <laughs> but it is PDR, your favourite podcast guest ever. Paul DeRest there. I mean, just explain to the people that the uh, the fondness, no, the love and compassion you share with Paul DeResta. Well, they say never meet your heroes. Um, and he did not disappoint. Um, no, I wouldn't say PDR's a hero. I don't think I have any personal heroes. But PDR, I don't know. I've just always had some sort of weird... Obsession. <laughs> fascinate, I know. Yeah. Weird fascination with him. I just thought, you know, he. I really thought he was going to do... He deserved to do much better than he did in, in Formula One. And... Um, I do honestly believe he's right up there with, with the likes of Vettel. Um, perhaps not Hamilton, but he, he would give give them a good run for their money if, if given the chance. Um, and he's proven that as he's gone on into other series. So it was unbelievable to finally sort of get him on the podcast. Years of having just watched him race and been always supporting him and looking out for his, you know, on him, his name on the timing screens every time I was watching an F1 race or DTM or whatever it was. So really nice to have him. And he was a really lovely guy who, who gave us some really nice, honest and open chat. Yeah, and it... I, this is not my opinion, okay? Just a caveat that. But I, mm. at the time when he left F1, there were I heard rumours. I, I, I was working for, I might have been IG Bank or uh, with the Renault sponsorship at the time, and I, I was in and around the paddock. I think it was them anyway. And uh, one of the rumours of why he left um, was because he was boring and he wasn't marketable. So, you know, he, he wasn't bringing enough to the team outside of his racing. I heard that as well. Um, but to be honest, I think that was probably more of a scapegoat because he he had a contract for 2014, yeah. but got bought out because Perez came barging in with his money yeah. uh, and Force India needed that because they're, you know, they, they were, well, VJ Malia was in very hot trouble at the time. Uh, don't quiz me on PDR knowledge. Look, I think, I actually think PDR had a bit of a, has at the start of his career, and he only got three years in F1. You know, that's, that yeah. is like, you know, lucky to get that. But also that's not a huge amount of time in the grand scheme of things. No. When you think by the time 2013 came along, that was when he had the most competitive car. Yeah. But he, I think looking back at it, he had a bit of a case of the Lance Stroll. Whereas I think he took it too seriously and he just needed to smile yeah. and lighten up a bit more. Yeah. Um, totally and I agree. think he has learned that. And I think he, he actually realized that and says so. He says, that, he, he says it in the podcast. You know, I think I took things too seriously. I was all about training and making sure I was giving my absolute all um, and he should have enjoyed it more in the moment and I think that there's a you know there's a lot to be said for you know hindsight but um, I think that might have been part of the reason why you know perhaps he wasn't as marketable as some other drivers when you look at people like Daniel Ricciardo and that kind of thing yeah. but you know Oh, well, I think Lance, it, but, Lance Stroll isn't marketable, but he's got no. a billionaire dad. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that helps. Uh, don't diss Lance. You know I'm a fan. But, I know. Um, I think it's a trap a lot of drivers fall into. Um, Jev said it on the podcast as well that he had the same issue. Had the same issue. He didn't. He didn't smile. He didn't enjoy it. He was just grumpy and and angry the whole time. And and as they like, go from winning in their junior formula to yeah. being having to celebrate getting P7, which they can't get their heads around. Yeah. Which I can understand from a from a you know you're a top athlete you want to win so that must be quite difficult to to comprehend at first and if you don't get on top of it quickly then you know yeah then you have to pay the price yeah absolutely who else have we got on the show tell the people 
Oh, we've got um, Alex Brundle. It was really nice to have a chat with him. Spitting image of his father, really, and yeah. in, in not just actually he doesn't really look like him, but he's got the he's, he's got, got the, the mannerisms, mannerisms yeah. uh, down to a T. Uh, we've also got a catch up with Kelvin Fletcher. We spoke about earlier. He was on season one way back when. He's yeah. coming back and he's brought a friend along with him in terms of Mo Ritson, a young racing driver who he's uh, signed to his new team, uh, which is going GT racing this year. Rick Parfit Jr., son of Rick Parfit, um, who's talking to us all about his new British touring cars adventure. And did we mention we have a formula, former Formula One world champion who arguably we should have spoken about more than we have pulled the rest of it because I'm here, that's why we haven't, in the form of Nico Rosberg. I think it's safe to say that's probably our biggest guest so far. I think so. I think, I mean, it's, I think I say probably yes because we've had some big ones. I mean, you you could argue Weber is, is nearly as big. David Coulthard, creeping up there but I think you're right I think I think Rosberg's probably the most high profile it, we've had it was quite funny actually I, I saw a clip I think um, of someone the, one of the Channel 4 news presenters who was obviously who had just finished interviewing Nico Rosberg for something and they, some event and then um, she, she, he was about to leave and then she just um, catched him and go oh sorry could you just say your name and what you do to the camera for like you know to, to sign off and he was like uh, yep um, he gets his name to he's just like Nico Rosberg and she's like oh brilliant he, yeah he's like F1 watch champion and, he, and she goes oh brilliant oh oh yes of course um and god. i was like oh my god and i imagine he doesn't How? he doesn't really take too kindly to that sort of thing like i i don't know about <laughs> you i i felt really nice guy yeah he, but not the easiest to interview like he, he he wasn't our i think it was a it's a really interesting episode but he's not the easiest guy we've ever spoken to but he was super honest with us you know he was talking about his feelings um, when he raced in Formula One and his insecurities, you know, everyone thought he was this sort of cool, uh, collected, calculating character, but he wasn't. He was a very insecure uh, character as he opens up about on the show. I won't take it too much further than that. I don't want to, don't want to give it away, but it was an interesting one. He, 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 was, he was slightly challenging. Would you agree? I, I'd, I'd say so. I've, I think he, he doesn't want to be defined too much now by his F1 career, funnily enough. Um, I think he, he's very much keen to to become this this pioneer of green, sustainable energy and, and, and motorsport, which, uh, you know, fair play to him. You know, that's what he wants to do. But he, he's got to remember that I suppose that what's made him is his F1 career. And, and that's that's... He should take pride in that, I think. And I think yeah. he does. But, um, I, I, yeah, slightly... I don't think he wants to talk about Hamilton that much. I think that's no. the main the main crux of it. <laughs> it definitely felt like he wanted to push the conversation towards Extreme E, which is fair enough. That's his new thing. And, you know, his, his Green Tech Festival and, and, like you say, the other sustainability bits and bobs he's involved with. But we got some great stuff out of him regardless. Um, mm. And away from the podcast, we've got loads going on. So make sure you check out our socials, um, our YouTube channel, which we're we're finally giving a bit of love and attention to. So we've got tons of content on there now and opinions and F1 news um, and a few of the podcasts are up there as well. So go and have a look for us on YouTube and our other socials. 
Uh, yeah, we've also got a, a celebrity karting event on July the 6th at Witten, uh, Wilton Mill, I should say, with a whole bunch of celebs, which is quite exciting. Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic day. So this is in partnership with the Brain Tumor Charity, who we've been involved with this season. Um, we've got lots of things planned with them, but um, we're going to take over Wilton Mill Kart Track in the UK on the 6th of July. And we've invited, um, we've invited probably like 50 celebrity go-karters. Um, and when I say celebrity go-karters, it's mainly our, our back catalogue of podcast guests. <laughs> so um, we, we've had um, confirmations from former F1 drivers, um, current GT drivers, British touring car drivers, and, and loads more. Even some of the Sky Sports crew um, are hoping to come down. I'm sure we'll get some dropouts, but we're going to end up with about 26 celebrity go-karters. And if you want to get involved, you can. And there are 80 spaces up for grabs and um, there is a website the Motormouth Kart Race website motormouthkartrace.com head over there and you can read all about the event the plans for the day some of the celebrities that we've spoken to who are going to come along um, and, um, and you can find out more about the charity the Brain Tumor Charity as well in the next five to ten days the booking portal will go live on that website so make sure to keep an eye on our social media and the website if you want to come along you have to register on that portal there's a cost to enter a team all the details will be up there and all the proceeds go to the brain tumor charity and we are having a auction which will launch one week or so before the event um, details of that will be coming out soon and there will be tons of exciting prizes on there from trips trips to the Nürburgring VIP hospitality tickets at Formula One events um, we've got bits of F1 car from Hass, uh, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, so make sure to uh, keep an eye on that. We also have a sim racing event coming up with the likes of Ollie Webb, the WEC LMP1 driver, Charlie Martin, Seen Through Glass, the YouTube channel, Mark Priestley, F1 Elvis will be joining us for a special sim racing event as well. Loads going on, which is really exciting now for, for 2021 coming out of um, lockdown. Touch wood, touch everything, cross everything. And we, of course, have Motormouth.club and our Motormouth app, which has news, views, videos, podcasts, uh, live Formula One, Formula Two and Formula E timings. Uh, loads more in the pipeline to come on that as well. So make sure you check it all out. And finally, a massive thanks to all of you. Thank you for listening, for downloading. Please keep up the incredible support and do leave us a review on your chosen podcast player. It makes a huge, huge difference. Um, thank you to all our guests and everyone that's helped us along the way. An honourable mention to Frank, our big brain, who keeps our app and website ticking along behind the scenes and makes sure it keeps improving. He works incredibly hard, so thanks to him. Thanks also to our mysterious social admin who likes to be kept anonymous. We don't even know who he, she, it is. But... Nope. That's it, Harry. That's it. I guess uh, that takes us into season seven. Bring it on. First up, Paul DeResta. See you in season seven. <laughs> <laughs>